Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. I'm, um, the sun's shining, which is nice. So nice. Yeah, I'm in a very sunny room, so that's good. And I'm, I've established a little routine for my days. Good. So that's helpful. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay considering. What about you? Yes, the same really. I, I have Mr. Coda on my lap. It's sunny. So I'm focusing on those two things. Yeah. As very good things. And I've also been, I mean, my things are always tidy. I'm doing extra tidying on <laughs> my, my t-shirt drawer and things like that, which I enjoy. Because that's how nerdy I am. Well, I very much look forward. I've actually been strangely busy with work, but I look forward to the weekend and I think there's some book reordering I shall nice. be doing. So Always I very much nice. I haven't quite thought of exactly how and so how I'm going to tackle that, but I yeah, that's something I'm going to It's I'm a project. Do. Yeah, it's a project. Now, I've been doing a lot of Skypes. I I feel yeah, sort of every day, Skype meetings, Zoom meetings, Teams meetings, and you have to remember which platform yeah. each group of people works on, which is fine. But then in between, yeah, I've been I've been going through my chest of drawers and and wardrobe and tidying, which always makes me happy. Yeah, and I just love seeing a neat thing. Me too. Another it's thing I might gorgeous. tackle is um, I have a lot of costume jewelry. Oh, nice. Um, some of it actually not that nice, but I, okay. you know, I bought it on a particular holiday or someone uh. gave it to me and I can't quite decide to part with it, but I thought I should get it all out and either really do something with it, try and make something new. Make up. one gigantic Yeah, bauble, exactly. Or if that doesn't work, I'll need to say goodbye and... Um, think about what to do with all the stuff wow that's fun well, I, I think so. I want to see photographs of that oh I can I, I, I shall remember that and send you some gorgeous I've also may I tell you yes please I've I really love Holbein's portrait of Christina of Denmark and I've just been staring at that in between script meetings too describe it to me I'm describing Okay, it's in the National Gallery and it's always the one I go to and just stand in front of. And it's full length, which I like. Mm -hmm. It's got a gorgeous kind of deep turquoise background. Oh, yeah. Always flattering. Mm. And then she just looks like she's not going to take your nonsense, mm. which I also like. She looks kind of, hmm, what is it you want from me? And she's in all black because she's in mourning, because she was made a widow at 13. Oh, God. Let's just think of that for a second. Mm. So she's the Duchess of Milan, but she's a widow. And, yeah, she's wearing a full-length black satin robe that is lined with brown fur. Obviously, I'm against fur, but this was 1538, yeah. so different okay. things apply. Yeah. And then the robe has the most luscious... I mean, they wouldn't have been called leg of mutton sleeves then, but whatever they were called then, like really full and voluptuous and gorgeous at the top. And then their bracelet sleeves, also not called that at the time. 
and you can see her black dress underneath and then she's got you've just got the little tiny edge of her white linen chemise with black work edging at the collar and the cuffs so it's just like a little white ruff Mm -hmm. so it's very chic and then she's got a nice a sort of shiny silk cord slightly raised waistline just a little cord tied in a bow at the front so it's very very chic and then she has the most beautiful hands you can stand up stare at these hands for hours Beatrice and it will make you happy and she's got a little red ring which I like she's got off-white leather gloves that she's holding and she's got all her hair is tucked up in a nice black velvet bonnet that's so she's lovely. just gorgeous. Hmm. I'm going to send you this picture right oh, now because you. I want you to look at it. She's really, really lovely if my internet will work, which is a bit slow today. I haven't been to the National Gallery for a long time, so that's a thing to look forward to when we can That is a thing to look forward to because it's just so beautiful. Mm. And it was one of those, you know, these betrothal paintings, you oh, know, yeah. where Henry VIII's eyeing someone up. <laughs> yes. Horrible old person mm. that he was. And she's supposed to have said, you know, she wasn't terribly impressed by this match and because of the way he treated his other wives. And she said, you know, if I had two heads, maybe I'd kind of really consider giving one to him. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if she really said it, yeah. but either way, I think, yes, mm. Christina, yes. So do and you know I'll, what happened to her? I don't know what happened mm. to her, actually. I hope she had a happy life because she's really lovely. Mm. And I'm just, it's also, it was reminding me when I was staring at it, when I did the MA, the History of Dress MA at the Courtauld, Aileen used to get us to do a, a seminar every other week. Mm. And I, one week, like you were just allocated it, as you know, because mm-hmm. you two did the course. And one week, I was told to go and look at the Holbein sketches in the Wit Library. And I thought, oh my goodness, two weeks looking at that. And it was just the most glorious thing. It was just mm. so gorgeous. I mean, the Wit Library was such an amazing yes. place with all those green boxes mm. with photographs of every painting you can think of and every sketch for every painting you can think of. And there were just boxes and boxes that were his sketches of like headdresses and details of dress. So it was amazing because what I was supposed to do was to work out the layers of 16th century headdresses so there's like the little cap and then like layers of different linen and fabric yeah and some of them the pins in between yeah and some of them have metal frames don't they because we have some in the in the collection at the museum oh do you Mm -hmm. i can send you a, a link to that and i had a that's interesting that you say that that you had to do that seminar because someone in my course she actually wrote her ma about that about the oh did she Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah Yeah. no i mean it was beautiful and i also found that some of them that clearly wasn't the focus but he had done little jewelry designs around the side as well like little drawings of the jewelry Mm. because i think he is brilliant yes and his drawings i think are especially amazing and this this portrait is just I don't know, from the first time I saw it, it's like she's just looking right at you and, and engaging you. And it's one of those ones where, because I always have questioned the male gaze, which I think is a thing, but I think it's also not a thing. Because she is definitely there and present and 
has agency in what she's mm. doing, even though it's a betrothal painting and all the kind of horrible patriarchal things think to that. There's something so powerful that comes through from her. Obviously, mm. it's via Holbein. And apparently it was done just like in one afternoon. He did all these detailed sketches and then did it from that. Really? Yeah, wow. and he, mm. he was asked just to do a very sort of lifelike painting. It's so funny. It's like such a disgusting idea of just, you know, your picture being taken to the king to mm. decide on. Yeah. Especially if it's Henry VIII. Yes. I really hope she did say what she's supposed to have said. I know, I hope she did, because it's just too good. Yeah. No, she's really, really beautiful. And I'm sure I've sent you the link, so hopefully you'll get that. Okay. And yes, her gown is just, it's just so luscious. It's one of those thick, heavy black silk, and the way that he's, painted it is exquisite and the lighting on it and the way that it it's over long so it ripples and pulls uh, to her feet it's just divine and there's lovely shadows there's like a shadow on one side of her and then the shadow of her figure it's just gorgeous honestly you will be staring at it later today okay no doubt. well that's a nice thing a nice thing to do staring at nice paintings yeah. is always good and then we were going to talk about our favourite designers. Yes, I like this idea. I think we should. I, as you probably know, I find it very hard to make decisions at the best of times. I do know this, but that's all right. So this sent me in a bit of a spin because I thought, what are the rules? I know you don't like <laughs> rules, but I, I, like rules. Yeah, I, I need some sort of guidance. And I thought, because one thing I was wondering, what I was wondering about is I like different people at different times of my life. Oh, that's interesting. So how to deal with that situation. <laughs> and then also I I think I couldn't plump for one. I would find that really, really yeah. hard. Well, also I was thinking about it afterwards because I was just thinking this is just yet another excuse for me to talk about Madeleine Vianney. And then I was also thinking just as I hate rules, I even mm -hmm. more than that hate canons. I really hate it when people say, but is that in the canon? Mm. And the canon of West Nut? Because it always yeah. just seems to be what a pack of men somewhere at some point have decided. Mm. And I just sort of think, no, I do not need a canon. I do not need to be told that these are the ones I should look at. I will choose who I look at. So there's that aspect. I was just meaning let's just talk about stuff we like. Really. Yeah. I wasn't going deeper than that. Yeah. But I think it does raise interesting things because I was also, I really don't like it when people say, oh, this person is a master of so-and-so. Yes. Because you wouldn't say a mistress. Mm. I also, that's quite a different thing from what you just said. But I also, I often like designers who make things that are very different from what I would wear. So, you know, for instance, I really like Simone Rocha and it, I I mean, I could, you know, if I could afford it, I could wear her stuff, but it's not normally my kind of thing. No. And, but I love her stuff. I love looking at it. I do, I really and do. And when I, when I think about the designers I like, it's a lot, turns out I quite, I like quite a lot over the top stuff. 
you know, with a, quite a lot of yes. embroidery or really loud colors. And um, maybe, maybe particularly because I'm a jean sweatshirt kind of person, maybe, maybe be particularly think, because of that reason. Yes, but I think it's also, it's like I have certain designers that I really like wearing. Mm. And then I have ones I like staring at. Yes. Mm. And then I have ones I like writing about. Mm. And I wouldn't necessarily, like, I wouldn't even enjoy wearing, if I could afford it, some of the Mm. people that I do enjoy really staring at their work. That's true. So maybe we should start with that. What do you, or maybe we should just concentrate on that. What, What do you like staring at? Or was it one of the other categories you wanted to explore? I don't even know. I think I've lost my way. Yeah, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. No. I mean, because obviously the be-all and end-all for me, as the universe knows, is Madeleine Vionnet. And she is one of those designers who fits in every category for me. I can stare for hours, literally, at her work. Actually, when I had my wisdom tooth removed, to get me through it, I stared at the ceiling and I imagined every Vionnet dress I'd ever seen. It was, it was like a couple of hours, an hour's surgery or something. And I just went through in my head, like I just completely tuned out of the whole situation and thought of Vionnet. Wow, that should be like a, a meditation app. I can sort of just hear you saying to the person having the app, and now imagine all the Vionnet dresses. <laughs> Now we enter 1933. Yeah. But I <laughs> okay, think an well, app with you describing dresses, that, that would work really well. I think that could be very soothing. Well, maybe you would want to. I don't know how many people beyond you would want to. Mm. But thank you. But yeah, and, and if I was a rich lady in the 20s and 30s, I would most undoubtedly have just spent my whole time at her salon. Mm. And then traipsing around in her dresses. That would have, and and suits and everything else. That would have just been. And I also love writing about her. So she does the whole thing for me. But then, you know, staying in that period, I love looking at Scaparoni, but I probably wouldn't wear Scaparoni. I really love. I earlier I just also thought to get me into the mood. I I looked at a sort of very basic fashion history book that I have. And there was another thing I noticed that there are there are quite a lot of people that I don't actually know that much about, like mm-hmm. Nina Ricci, Balma. Yes. And I thought maybe I would love their stuff if I if I knew much more. It it um well, you must you can probably get it easily second hand, but if not I'll lend it to you when we're in a situation where that is a possible thing. Bauman's memoirs are Oh, really I do have fun. those. I actually, oh, do you? Yeah, no, I do have those. I and, really like those. Because mm. I think he's interesting. I like those. He's the one who does those little apron-y things you can put over your dress. Oh, that's that true. Him? I think I it really might like be, those. yeah. That's such a clever idea where you have a plain dress and then, because he works with... Is Elsa Maxwell also? Pardon? Is Elsa Maxwell? Is he one who works with her, or am I mixing that? Oh, does he? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm mixing mm. that up. Um, I don't know, but I do like those where it's like an like sari material, mm. but it's almost like it's like a sort of somewhere between oh, yeah, a bustle and an mm. apron and a peplum that you add to your dress. I think that's lovely. Mm. I also think Maggie Roof is yeah. really great. Like whenever I'm looking through French Vogue. 
from that period, I always think, oh, that's nice, and it's always Maggie Ruth, but she never really gets very much no, coverage. No, there's still quite a lot of people. Louis, Louise Boulanger, is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, she just... Mm. And really the... chic, but yeah. but but it yeah. I mean, we've talked about it a bit before, but I think it is really interesting who who is popular because I mean, both of them are super popular at the time, mm. but perhaps they're people who are worn a lot but not written about so much. I yeah, and I I also do think, you know, I think when we talked about it before, I had these sort of different criteria, and I think. Mm. One of them is if you've written your own biography, I think That's that really helps. Although in Balmain's case, maybe not, not as much as with others, but that's usually really well, helpful. Well, I think being a big self-publicist and doing as many interviews as you can and leaving your archive somewhere. Yes, and continuing your one. house, that's another good one. Yes, um, yes, that is an important one. That's mm, the way to do it. Mm, Chanel understood. Yes that that was the way to do it yeah it, it's really interesting isn't it and it's like certain designers I mean again I really hate the canon because it is really hard like when I did you know when I did that 30 second fashion book oh yeah that was such mm. fun and lovely but like initially it was like well which designers will you do and it was so hard for me because it's it was kind of going against the whole basis of how I work mm. which is to not do the ones everybody does yeah but there are there are ones like Dior, say, where what they did and the timing of what they did is so compelling yes. that you can't not include them. I'm not mm. saying I didn't want to, just for example. Yeah. But even like Vionnet, despite my my publicising her every time I can, she's still not that well. No. Known. And it always surprises me because I kind of think, but she's clearly the most be- you know important human being who's ever walked <laughs> this earth, and yet people who love fashion will not necessarily always know her. Yeah. I, it's we odd how some that. people didn't have... Because one other person I thought about I really like is... But I guess she is part of this thing, canon thing, mm. is Jeanne Lanvin. Yeah. I really like her, her thing. Her work is so amazing. And I think what I like about her is, you know, it's again on this more elaborate side not everything um she does a lot of black and white and stripy things what i yes. is what i really like and i love her embroidery it's absolutely yes. amazing and there's in did we go together to the lama exhibition in paris maybe not maybe we didn't go together so. but um no. they had no, a, we didn't we went around about the same time because yeah. i remember us sending each other pictures yeah the catalog that's yeah. true and they I must have taken a little booklet with me and there's this mm. absolutely beautiful little I don't know what it's what it is actually maybe like a, a bodysuit I don't think it's a bathing suit oh, because I it's embroidered yes and it's got stars on it yes. and it's so nice it's such it's a nice beautiful. thing um I like her yeah the colors that she uses the embroidery mm. And again, in, an interesting story, I guess, with her as well, with her daughter. and Yeah. Mm. And I think it's also, I suppose it's like whether they were friends with, fa- or not necessarily friends or admired by slash friends with fashion editors. So they get coverage in magazines, which is another way yeah. that we mm. learn about fashion. Mm. And I guess also they're, if they're, I mean, now you might call them maybe a brand ambassador and... Yes, you know, some yes. it doesn't really work with Dior, 
but many others like Jacques Fart, you know, he was absolutely mm. gorgeous and mm. Chanel was, you know, her own best model. Yes, and exactly. Whereas that with Jean Lava, that's maybe not necessarily the case and maybe yeah. with V&A as well, I don't no, know. No, she mm. wasn't, no. And there's so many, like, really interesting, like, Sonia Riccio. Yes. She... Yeah, I, like, really like her. The other one I was thinking that I used to absolutely love in the 80s and mm. maybe early 90s is Romeo Gilli. I just oh, my God. so just loved so his stuff. divine. Mm. So, like, the beautiful muted colours and mm. the transparent and opaque and also embroidery again, like, amazing yes. beadwork. Mm. And a and lot so of it looks rich in references, like be, like really deep understanding of sort of Renaissance and Byzantine art that came through in his work. And also, also, I think sometimes you get these amazing collaborations or pairings. Like, what didn't mm. he do a lot with um, Paolo Roversi? Yes, and which is just the most swoony mm. combination yes. possible. Yes, because that was another thing I was thinking of when I was trying to fight, make myself some own rules or um, <laughs> was, it doesn't happen so much anymore, but that's maybe because I don't look at magazines much anymore. Is I used to, you know, sometimes I'd used to t- turn the page and literally get goosebumps. Yes. Because it yes. was just so wonderful. Yeah. And I, I can't really remember having had that for a while. I think there's something about seeing something on your screen as opposed to, I don't yeah, know, maybe I don't not. Know. I sometimes get that going through my feed on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I'll suddenly think, mm. oh, that's so amazing. Mm. I mean, I really love Helmut Lang, as you know. And I just, throughout his designing time, I would just stare for hours at editorial shots and also his amazing advertising. But just, like, how incredibly pared down but complicated his work was and again I think I obviously like opaque and transparent together but also like shots of color and like amazing just amazing use of black to go back to Christina of Denmark good black is really amazing although I don't actually wear black that much I do appreciate some very good black designs and really amazing. I liked his fashion shows as well. He ca- the casting of models was always really good. Mm, I don't was remember it? that. I must Just have really, not like he would, I mean, he was really good at having a diverse range of ethnicities for a start. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just really like the most gorgeous women wearing these really pared down androgynous things. Amazing. And that also makes me then think of Majela, who is just off mm. the chart, mm. intergalactic, True. amazing. Yeah. And excuse me, I would love a jeweled mask. I remember having a discussion with someone in a seminar, not one of my students, a, a colleague, where they were saying, I'm sorry, but to me, if, if there's a mask, then the woman is being erased and it's misogynistic. And I was like, no, think how just amazing it would be wearing that mask and she's like but you wouldn't really see anything I'm like I don't need to see anything if my face is is just all crystals Mm. I don't need that I'm just gonna live in my amazing crystal world I want a crystal mask Beatrice okay I've just decided okay well I think it's something I need well we can work on that um, well, can you imagine how fantastic it would be giving a public lecture where <laughs> yes. crystal mask? I wonder if you could actually be heard. There. You could Maybe actually. Maybe you could be... have one of those little microphone things that go on your face. 
Maybe. You know the ones I mean that are just like a wire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, I do know. I do know. Sorry, I've taken us in another direction. Yeah. Yes, you have. But I think that's probably all I had to say. I can't really. I mean, there were a few other contenders. You know, Gautier, but we've talked about him Gautier, before. Gautier, we love. Yeah, I think. I also have always loved Catherine Hamlet. Yes, that's true. The mm. first designer item I ever bought was Catherine Hamlet, and I was like. I was thr- like, I can't even convey to you how excited I was. That's actually. I was, a fi- I was 15 and it was just like, I don't know. It was like I was just going to die from how excited I was about having this. It was one of those parachutes shirts, you know. Like Where did you buy it? Purple. I bought it on the King's Road in a shop, which in a very uh, un-PC way was called Chinese Laundry. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, mm. and I loved it, and I wore it to death. And it was just like that. Just having, I loved the shirt as the shirt, and I loved wearing the shirt. But also just this feeling that I was making this connection with Catherine Hamlet, who I admired so much, mm. was like another layer on top to me. And it, you know, I had to save up, and it was just ah, oh, heaven. I don't think I bought any, I, don't, I haven't bought many designer things at all anyway, but I think my first ones were Jean-Paul Gaultier, but the diffusion line, I can't remember. Yeah, Junior Gaultier yeah. was so good. Mm. I think my that was definitely my first one, and then one of my other first was my mum bought me a black silk Yoji Yamamoto blouse, wow. which again was just, mm. well, I still have it, I still have it, and I just, oh my God. Even if I don't wear it, I just get it out of the wardrobe and stroke it. Yeah, I bought a so I bought a Dries van Norten skirt, <sighs> and it was very nineties. It was quite heavy cotton, mm. blue cotton, and it was sewn into tiny, tiny pleats all all over. It's really hard to describe. Gorgeous. And it was very long. It was almost to my ankle, and I, you know, I can I can't see how I would ever wear it again and how that would work but I again I can't I, I have to keep it yeah just I mean Therese is another amazingness amazingness yeah. person so we're not doing oh, very well <laughs> no I think what we should say is we have many loves yes and we do not feel the need to regulate them yes we just we just love our loves okay let's stick with that Yes, and please may I have a crystal mask? Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, on that note. On that note. All right, then. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.